I fell into a ring of fire. I fell in. When you kiss me, fever, when you hold me tight. Fever. Welcome to Fever FM. Tonight we're talking a blitzkrieg against uh, MacArthur. Uh, not MacArthur, it's the Western Snakes. Dale, you've stitched me up. Just checking if you're paying attention. Yep. There you go. I'm paying attention. That's got to be a first. Uh, I'm joined by Dale, as you heard, and Dave. Hello, hello. Uh, gents, uh, you both are smiling. I think this is symptomatic. Some nods of the head too. Uh, let's just talk this, this game because I think we can wax lyrical quite a bit and possibly not so lyrical about a uh, certain other team that happened to be on the field. Uh, boy, oh boy, this is um, a bit of a sea change when um, things go your way, they go your way. Uh, st- the same starting 11, uh, working on the bench, that's uh, good to see him uh, putting boots on again. Yeah, timely, because I guess... Um... We're probably going to have to have a change back there with uh, Elliot's yellow card. But, yeah, good to have him, have him back. Um, although the um, the Boxall fan club probably might not be so happy. Oh, mate, uh, we're only a minute and a bit in, and already you've done spoilers, so right on cue. <laughs> Don't need a little sting, do I? Oh, I think, I think we're going to need it. If we had any musical talent amongst us, that would be uh, something to do for next time. Uh, yeah, it's... Working on the bench that's is going to be good anyway, but um, you'd presume that, uh, as you mentioned, with Elliot getting his picking up with his fifty yellow, uh, pain dropping out and Wooten coming in, uh, hopefully uh, he's up to ninety minutes. Um, let's talk the game. Uh, a cracking start, Dave. How happy were you those first ten minutes or so? Oh, I mean, it, it's good. It's really good, and it was nice. I guess. For once, to actually score a relatively early goal as well. I mean, I think it was about the 20th minute we scored because we have seen Phoenix side, both men's and women's, um, put in kind of really good 15, 20-minute starts and get nothing out of it. Um, So it was nice to see us actually, yeah, play well and get a goal early for once. Um, You know, it's it's the sort of football we know we can play and um, should be playing. Mm. There was opportunities apart from that goal too. There was uh, Jan Sass getting... um one-on-one with um, Young, the, the uh, Snakes keeper. Uh, nice, tidy little pass to get him in there, but jeepers, it was a good save by Young. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a nice move to, to you know, get it in that position. It's a shame <clears throat> it wasn't just a quite a bit, <clears throat> maybe a little bit lower or a little bit wider, and it would have would have snuck in, but I mean, it was a bit of a sign of things to come, wasn't it, really? I think um, he, he started well, and, and I thought he played pretty well for the, for the rest of the game that he was on. Mm, Sass did look very good, especially early doors. Um, uh, in fact, most of that attacking midfield were looking good, running forward, moving uh, moving into space. Um, Crive uh, really setting, uh, I think it was just before that or just after that, he had a nice little break forward uh, into space. But the um, somewhat uh, typical of what happened later on, uh, Western defence, just dropping off through that midfield quite hard. Yeah, it, it seems like they had considered Sawada as their biggest biggest threat and, and obviously, I think, packed players around him. And I, I think that reflected on... They said Sawada barely been reasonably 
um, invisible for that first half. Um, I, mean, I think he barely touched the ball or made any kind of play. Uh, and I guess, um, you know, we talked a little bit um, in, the, in the past few weeks about us sort of relying on him and maybe not using our other routes to go. And it seemed like this time we, we actually took that opportunity of the space that it created of them, you know, you know, packing against Zawada to, to sort of run at, run at the space in front of the defenders because they weren't prepared to come out at all. Um, they, they were happy to try, you know, hold off as long as you can, but, mm. you know, their midfielders aren't exactly the most mobile at the moment. No, that's it's probably a good point. We should add uh, Neil Kenny. I think you said he, before the pod he was 37 now, give or take. I mean, he's a good good technician, reads the game well, um, but Those sometimes you need to get away, get away with you quite quickly um, towards the end of your season, uh, end of your, your career, and I think. Yeah, I think we're starting to see that with him and a few other players, um, and that's kind of contributed to Weston's, you know, poor um, title defence. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. it certainly looked like they were struggling for organisation through that that central third, and certainly breaking into their their defensive third. Dave, what was your read on that their midfield? Oh well, I didn't. I didn't want to get into this too early in the uh, in the podcast because you know we we had a good result and a good win. But part of me watching this game really thought this might be the the kind of Canberra moment for the men. You know, the women had a big win there against Canberra, and at the time, part of me was saying, "Is it just that Canberra were that bad?" And I watched this game, and that that was the the nagging thing that I just couldn't quite get over was. Is this a good Phoenix performance or were Weston just that bad? Because they didn't look good. They gave us a lot of space. And they let us play a lot of the, the football we want to play. Um, and obviously we took full advantage and we, we scored some goals and came away with the points. But I, I just can't shake this kind of niggling feeling that this was Western United losing this game rather than the Phoenix finding good form again. Um, I, I think if a, if a team pressures us in the right areas rather than just trying to mark Zawada out of the game um, and expecting us to do nothing about it, we're going to struggle again. And and that worries me because I want to, I want to look at this and go, that was a really bloody good Phoenix performance, but it just, it just didn't look it to me. It looked like us putting away a team that weren't up to it, um, which is a surprising thing to say about the defending champions, but that is kind of how Western look at the moment, and particularly in this game, it just didn't look like they were there to to win this game. Yeah, the their defense through that middle third, their passing. I, I watched the replay again. Uh, sorry, the replay, the highlights just before, and the commentator literally said the Phoenix looks so good when they're facing forward and moving forward and passing forward. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's true. Through that, but that was that was through the entirety of the middle third in that first half. Any time we, we progressed it into the middle third, we were facing forward, we were passing forward, and people were moving forward ahead of them. And it's, it very much looked like we were playing a, you know, this is what I would have expected to see in an early ties Australia Cup game against some, you know, second-tier, um, you know, amateur side. It was pretty poor. I mean, uh, Dumbia, I, I, I couldn't genuinely tell you what position he was playing. I, it was somewhere in the midfield, but I don't think it was a six because he wasn't. He kept running forward ahead of the ten, who I can't remember who it was. All all I remember is seeing Kilkenny back there trying to f- fight the fires, but the strides he were taking were definitely at least thirty-seven years old. They were about two inches long. I mean, we uh, the Sass goal. I mean, 
he's Sasa's run around him from the right hand side and he's gone all the way past him on his left and Kilkenny's just given up. Yeah, I mean that's the point that I, I thought about the legs is I think, you know, Kilkenny's one of those guys who who'll scramble and, and you know, throw in a late challenge or a or, or a try putting a block at the last minute and he just gave up on that first shot and expecting someone else to step out of the line and, and they didn't do it and obviously it created the, the space for a for an excellent shot um and goal. Yeah, and I think you look at you look at their squad lineup and there's some there's some decent names in there, but none of them are well, I won't say none of them, but you know, guys guys like Kilkenny, Troisi, Revic are not are not guy and Diamante obviously off the bench are not are not guys with a lot of K's left in the legs. They're they're guys who are on the downhill slope of their careers, realistically, right? Like, you know, Troisi used to light this league up. We we haven't seen that from him recently. Kilkenny's on the slide. Diamante, you know, we know he's got phenomenal touch and vision and and can pull something out of the hat but there's a reason they're bringing him on in the 70th minute every week now and it's it's because he doesn't have the k's left and you know there are a couple names in there that are reasonably well known that you'd hope might bring a bit of that youth and flair you know guys like trash and Lockie wales in there but they can't do it all on their own and, and you've got them playing wide they're not through that spine that you know that that core of that team is an old retirement village team you know it's it's not guys at their peak it's not guys with fitness it's it's guys with touch and vision and unless they're gonna play some some one touch football and cut you open I don't know that they've got a hell of a lot more than that and you know they've got the finishing up top but it needs to get there and it needs to get there in the right way for that to matter and we just don't see any of that and I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle with the rest of the season unless they find something else um, because yeah, I just don't see that changing. You know, you've got old legs, and that's that's what they're built around. And, and they didn't exactly um, didn't seem to really have a game plan to even sort of manage that. You know, you can kind of get away with that if you have a few sort of pacey wingers and you're playing on the counter. And any time they got the ball, they're just kind of lumping up to Previch and and hoping he could do something. And and you know, he had a bit of a battle with with Callan Elliott quite early on. Um, but other than that, I thought we kept him pretty quiet um, for a guy who was. I mean, he's obviously been a down on form this year, but you know, last year he was almost unstoppable. Um, they just, they just didn't seem to have, have any other way to to get him into the game. It was just loft a ball into him and kind of hope for the best. Hope we get a free kick or a or something, or do something magical with the edge of the box. And but it just never came. They just didn't really have. Yeah, it might have two decent chances. One was a header from a corner, and and the other one was that Ollie Sale save that was reasonably late on. But other than that, it was just. Mm, there was, it didn't really seem like they had much. Well, there was the uh, Bottich header where he came yeah, flying through, but that was just a just a it was a speculator as far as a header in the box goes. He he's not exactly a big man. He's going to dominate that. He was just throwing his head as fast as he could at it. Um, I think somewhat indicative of the dominance and the way things were dropping for the Phoenix was that. Um, uh, the volley that Crive hit, uh, where he had no right to get to the ball, let alone kind of uh, get a decent shot off. But he's managed to stick his boot out and, and get enough on it that he smashed the cover off it while still looking like he was awkward as hell. But he was allowed to do that because there just wasn't anyone near him. Yeah, I think it was, it was close to the start, maybe the start of the second half, I think. and. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we got our goal up early and, and we just kind of seemed to kind of keep position. I don't really us, remember us creating too many chances after we'd scored before half time, but it felt like, yeah, we're pretty comfortable. I think 
they might have had a period of, of five minutes before half time where they I think they had maybe three or four crosses or, or corners in a row and uh, yeah, Ollie looked a bit dicey on a couple of them, but other than that, um, it looked pretty comfortable. And I think maybe going back to Dave's point, I think in the past, those kind of five or 10 minute patches where we've been under the pump, we've conceded. Whereas this time, they just didn't have the quality to punish us for those periods of dominance. And never, never really looked like it was. So yeah, it, it kind of lends it to saying, yeah, Western were really poor and we were probably, yeah, above average. Um, but I don't think it was, you know, entirely clinical performance. No, it did it did definitely feel like both teams were marking out the opposition striker as the, you know, the potential threat. But Western didn't feel like they had anything else. Whereas we did. We had a we just got acres of space and just had enough firepower to, to deal with it. I, I really want to get onto Crive's goal, to be honest. That was that was that was bullying school kids, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, Ugarkovic's nice little pass in from the, the defensive third. Uh, Krives picked it up literally on the halfway line and just run. And he's run. And he's not only run towards the goal, he's run into the centre of the field as well, uh, chased by about four Western players who didn't seem to catch him. And then he's decided from 20-odd yards out to just give it the big curling right boot and stuck it top bins. That was a cracking shot, wasn't it? It's a fantastic goal. I think it it's maybe partially testament to what a bit of confidence can do for a player, right? Because I remember early in the season, I was I was bagging him for not being willing to shoot. If anything, now he's willing to take a pop from anywhere and, and he's scoring them. So it's fantastic. It's it's good to see that he has that confidence now to, to use his skills because we could see early on you know, he, he has the quality, but, you know, he, he was standing on the six-yard box in some of those first few games with an open net in front of him. He was looking for a pass. Um, clearly, it's been drilled into him. Actually, boy, you can shoot, and you're pretty bloody good at it, and we saw that here. It's a it's a fantastic finish. Mm, great finish when you compare that, that uh, similar instance in the first half. He's gone to curl it with his left boot and hasn't got all of it, but he's made committed Jamie Young to making a decent save, and then that one, Youngs took no chance. If you're a Western fan, you should you'd be demanding one of your centre backs charge out of line and cut him down. Take the yellow yellow card and just slice him. You know, thirty yards from goal, just do it. Take the take the card and, and move on. But like I say that just keep dropping with Suada, thinking that he was the threat, and yeah, bang. Yeah, yeah, it it was, it was quite telling to see four defensive uh, the the four backs and Western running. Uh, backwards with the um their midfield maybe 20 yards apart all trying to catch up it was it was yeah it was bizarre it kind of to me it almost diminished the quality of the goal by how easy they get that they let him run to that position but yeah the, the quality of the strike was fantastic uh not long after this we saw um uh sam sutton getting uh more minutes uh 59th minute is this um indicative of a change in the wind regarding Moragas and Sutton or is this just Ufi uh, getting a bit more time in Sutton's legs? I mean I opined about it the other week that I wonder if part of Moragas's loan agreement requires him to start a certain number of games and that that's why we've been seeing him 
uh, pretty much the first person to be dragged most weeks. And and that's not because he's been necessarily horrendous, but I do wonder if that's why, even though Sutton's getting more and more minutes, if he's not trying him in a starting position, is something to do with that loan agreement. Because I, I feel like if Ufi really does want to give Sutton to go, he would have by now. I'd be very surprised if a coach agreed to start someone mm. a certain amount of times. Especially that's- a loan deal. Well, if it was going to be part of a deal, it would be a loan deal that that has that. You know, it is the sort of thing you see with minutes. You know, why it, it was bizarre that the Jets were getting rid of him to begin with, right? He was right on the cusp of being one of their players they were using a lot. Like this season, you'd expect him to have played a lot of minutes for them. Why they loaned him out, I I don't really understand. But if they loaned him out and there was an agreement around minutes or starting, I could see it. Yeah, I, I I simply just wonder if it's you know Maragas took a spot when when Sutton was was sick and, and while he's had sort of up and downs, he hasn't been you know calamitous uh, to a need to be swapped out. I wonder if you know we, we play with our our fullbacks providing the width, so they they tend to get up and down quite a lot. And and when you got two you know fullbacks on the same side who are you know reasonably similar quality, swapping one out with thirty minutes to go is is probably not a bad just in terms of fresh legs running at the opposition. I would have thought maybe Sutton would get perhaps a start next week, but given we're probably going to, you're going to have a different right back, I, I wonder whether they'll just keep Maragas for consistency um, and not, ch- not to change it too much. But um, yeah, uh, it feels like Sutton tends to create a bit more, just be a bit more consistent than Maragas does, but maybe I've just got some Kiwi glasses on. I, I don't think you're wrong. I think he's I think he's more defensively minded and he does get up and down, maybe but Moragas's quality of cross I think is better than Sutton. So it really depends on whether you want to play a high left a high left side or not, whether you know which which way you're going. Um not long after this, um things uh kind of kicked off again. Uh I've got to call this just an absolutely shocking piece of technique by uh, Dumbia uh, to try to execute a tackle from behind on Crive and hasn't even actually really tackled him so much as just bumped him with his hip, um, giving away a penalty. Is this sort of thing excusable as a pro, Dave? I mean, I don't think so. It's clumsy. It's it's dumb. He's in a bad position to try and make that challenge, and he makes it anyway. Um, I agree with you. The the foul itself is pretty soft. I mean, there's not a lot of contact, but it's a foul. It looks like a foul because of the body positions of the two players. Refs are giving this 100% of the time. It's just There's just no question um, that this is going to end up exactly as it did. Uh, counterpoint, is this them going, well, the Knicks can't score penalties, so we might as well bundle them over to get the ball back? I mean, that might be a valid tactic. Uh, <laughs> we we certainly don't have the track record for scoring them right, so maybe your odds are better. But I guess you roll the dice on picking up cards as well, right? So maybe maybe it's not a trade-off you want to make. Dale, you've uh, executed a couple of clumsy challenges in your career. Uh, most of the time, studs up through someone's shin. But... Yeah, if you're going to give away a penalty, at least make it worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't just, don't just don't just light, lightly touch him from behind. Yeah, you, I'm with you, Dale. Take a leg off in that pin. Uh, and, and there's no double jeopardy anymore, right? So so long as you're you're using the foot, you can <laughs> kick him as hard as you like, really, and and only get a yellow. Oh, is that even for violent conduct? 
Well, you know, oh, no, if, it, if it crosses that threshold, no. But so long as they're deeming it to be a footballing challenge, it's fine. So keep your studs out of the way, and and you can really have a have a kick at them. <laughs> you know. Well, note to note to everyone out there: possibly don't play uh, football against our, our podcast. It may end up going slightly south. Uh, so uh, Zavada's stepped up. Um, Cam called this, I think, last week that he is uh, the Knicks' best penalty taker. Uh, Cam obviously seeing them a lot at practice. I think I'm surprised that David Ball didn't get a shot at it. Everyone else has had a go, but good as a water to step straight back up. Well, as, as some people pointed out on the uh, the forums after the discussion last week, is that David Ball hasn't had a one since that FA Cup game where he missed two. He missed one like just before the end of extra time and then one in the in the penalty shootout for us to lose. Um, so I guess he's, he's sort of self Was that his first season with us as well? That was like pre-season, wasn't it? So it would have been one of his first games at a Phoenix yeah, shoot, I think. Might have been, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I can see why um, you'd maybe knock it on the head uh, after that. Um, did anyone catch Suwada's cheeky little give the ball a kiss before he puts it down? No, no. Yeah, he... I mean, he obviously knows he's an attractive man, but coaxing the ball to get into the back of the net for you—that's a—that's a bold maneuver. Did he kiss it last time too? Maybe it was. Maybe that's a ritual he's had for a while. Oh, I didn't see it the first time, but certainly did that time. Um, I mean, it looked a little bit wider and a little bit harder, didn't it, than, than last week? So even though the people went the right way, it, it was just a little bit too much. Definitely wider and definitely harder. Jamie Young's a decent keeper, and he's got good hard hands. And it, you still heard it hit the hand and blast through. So the water's given that some noise. Yeah, my, my tradition of not watching us take penalties is I was lying on the couch, closing my eyes. And of course, the, the thing I heard was the thud of the hand saving. I was like, uh, and because there was no crowd there, you don't get the reaction of celebration of savings. I was like, oh, crap, he's, I've saved another. And like two seconds later, the, ref, uh, no, the commentator goes, oh, yeah, slots it or whatever. Yeah, in fairness, if you can put it side netting, even with as Dale points out, the new uh, the new split step ruling on keepers, it's a tough save to save one of those. Uh, that's three nil. That's game over, right? I never would have said that out loud at the time. <laughs> Old Phoenix fans. I, I mean, there's always the the chance, right? But I think you could see from their demeanour that they were they were done. They they. Had, and I think, um, I don't know if you, you guys stuck around to hear Jamie Young's comments after the game, but he was he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, you can have all the tactics in the, in the world, but if your team isn't playing with, with heart or commitment, then you're not going to win anything. And Oof. I was like, oh, that ch- that's a shot at some people in your team. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, I, you could see it in, in some of their, their players that, yeah, they've basically given up by that stage. And you, yeah. It was the cry of goal, I think, that the, the, when they saw that go in, after they'd been chasing him, yeah, I didn't think they were coming back from that. that it's just, yeah, hadn't fired a shot. Um, we should add that they did actually get a decent shot off and forced a good save out of Ollie Sale. Uh, Wales has given it a cracking side foot volley. I think he did well yeah. to even get it boot on ball because it was an awkward height, but he's managed to drill it into the ground and Sale's got just enough hand on it to tip it over the bar. This is a good save, Dale. Yeah, going back against um, the way you come. Yep, definitely. I mean, you know, probably 
30 centimetres wider and, you know, sail's probably not reaching it. But to get it up and over, um, especially with, yeah, I don't think Wales got, you know, perfect con- um, connection. So I think there's a little bit of uh, not enough pace on the ball to make it a simple, you know, tip over the, the, the crossbar. He actually had to sort of force it over. So, yeah, excellent, excellent save. And I guess, what was that like? 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 80 minutes. Yeah, so 78 or something. Maybe, you know, 3-1 at, at 80 minutes, you know, do you get a little bit of a, you know, wobbles at that stage? Because that's what we were the first time against Western United, wasn't it? Yeah, there was definitely a bit of sphincter clenching in my household. 2-1. 2-1, wasn't it, first time round? Yeah, but we know that the Knicks can fall asleep for patches at the end. So, um Sass got pulled at pretty much the same time. Ben Old getting uh, more minutes, an injection of youth and vigour. How did you think Ben played, Dave? Oh, I mean, I think he's he's been relatively consistent so far this season. I think we saw saw the same again from him. He's he look he looks the 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 quality to play at this level. But is he setting it alight when he comes on? Not particularly, but it's it's good to have fresh legs on there. He's doing doing the same stuff you expect him to each week. So I think he's he's um yeah, certainly doing himself some favours in terms of continuing an A League career. Um that's for sure. Um I've got to um ask the question. It's with him getting obviously coming on, are are we really missing Ben Wayne or a Ben Wayne like player to come off the bench. I, I'm just not seeing Van Haddam show enough, I guess. He didn't get minutes here, yeah. but previously I, I kind of felt like we haven't lost anything by not putting Van Haddam on this game. I mean, I, I think we miss Wayne, but only only in the sense that he was a person you could put on in that kind of very front position, right? We've got a lot of options in the midfield and those options are scoring goals for us at the moment. So you don't miss him in the sense that you needed that as a goal scoring option. It's just the position he plays. And I, I agree with you. I think Van Hedden isn't offering quite the same threat up there, but those fresh legs are hopefully creating the options for the guys around him, right? And, you know, when you've still got guys like Ball and Kryev and Sass on the field, because you're not going to drag all of them necessarily every week, that that you know, just someone running around up there does hopefully create the space for those other guys. But I don't think Van Hat's going to score the same goals that Wayno would. Um, he's a, he's still a few, uh, probably a couple of years away from that sort of level, if ever, right? Um, so we miss him a bit, but we're lucky in that we're sharing the goals around. Um, you know, if you if you are a setup like what Weston have, where you're really relying on your number nine to bang in the goals, and you've lost your reserve nine, you're in a much worse position than when you've basically got a team full of tens. Which is what realistically we have. We're not we're not we're not shooting the goals around that much, are we? So Wider and Crave obviously have quite a few, but other than that, has anyone had two? Sass has got Sass has got two. Two. Uh, ball. Uh, Ball's not scoring as prolifically this year, but oh, he's always a threat, right? And we've certainly seen it in the past. Has he got? He's definitely got one. Has he got a second at all though? He's got one. Costa's got one or two, maybe. I think Costa's got two, maybe. And his old got one this season as well? I, f- I feel like he got one early. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So not prolifically, you know, there's not um, a few players getting big numbers, but there seems to be quite a few getting around. And obviously Roofs is contributing now. Here we go. Yeah. I've got the full list. Here we go. I've got Zawada nine, Cry of seven, 
Ben Wayne's still on three. Yep. Costner two, Sass two, Ball Lewis, Old Roofer, and Sutton on one each. I'm counting that as sharing them round. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty fair. Um, well, I mean, what is in sharing round last year was with three yeah. equal gold, gold, gold on boots. That's six. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think we'd all agree, but I mean, there's still a few few weeks in this season. Maybe we'll end up at that level. Maybe it'll all balance out, Dale. Do you think Ben Wayne's coming back to a couple of late season hat tricks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think Roofs is Roofs is going to be up there sharing the golden boot this year. <laughs> Surely, if you're Domi, you're uh, putting a cheeky little uh, loan loan contract um, across over to the UK, fax it over. Um, right. Uh, oh, we should probably mention the um, Zawada getting through one on one with Jamie Young. Um, Dale, I, I want to put this to you. As much as we've been talking Jamie Young up uh, for this save, had he just given up? He just stood there and stuck his hand out. You know what? I, I think I think both of them have given up. I think yeah. this is last minute. Like the whole atmosphere of the game felt like a training game, right? Like, like there's no crowd. It just feels very like. I mean, I'm sure it's intense in the field, but like it just feels like it's a training exercise. I think they got to 90 and they're like. So I just kind of take a very lackadaisical, like, slow plot up field and just hasn't really tried to bury it. It's just kind of, like, flicked it towards goal and Young's done even the lazier sort of arm out and somehow it's yeah. popped off of the post. Oh, for me, this was the, oh, I'm Zawada. I'm thinking he's just going to he's just gonna be so desperate he's going to fly out at me and I'll just dink it. And Jamie Young's just like, fuck this, it's 3-0. I'm not getting... I'm not getting sore on the ground and just sticks a paw yeah. out. I'm, I'm with Dale. I think just neither of them really care what the outcome is here. If it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't go in, it doesn't go in. And neither of them particularly cares. So Arda's not trying to bury this. Like, you know, obviously it'd be nice if it went in, but he doesn't care. They're up 3-0 and the game's done. And Jamie Young's the same. It's like, what's the difference between three or four? You know, he, he gets out into position and doesn't do much about it, but he's not gonna he's not gonna throw himself at the feet to try and keep this one out as if it's you know a point saving move because it's just not. I think neither of them neither of them care too much. Oh, I'm disappointed in your assessment of their professional pride, guys. It's... <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to talk about the professional pride, apparently Jamie Young's the guy to go to. He's got the he's got the good oil on that one. <laughs> well, yeah, for for a guy that's Five minutes later, calling yeah. out people for not having enough heart. It feel it felt very, um, very uh, not leading from the front, should we say? Mm. Well, and just just speaking about their whole setup to some extent, like it seems bizarre to me that you know you've got a guy of Diamante's quality that you're obviously still keeping around, and and they must be paying decent money for him, right? Like oh, yeah. he's not coming for free, even though he's getting on it must be rough in a game like this where you're only bringing him on and basically the game's already gone because you're, you, you're paying him for 30 minutes every week and the game's gone by then. What's, what's even the point in having him like arguably you, you'd be better off playing him for the first half hour rather than the last. Cause at least then you're still in the game while you've got him on the field. Uh, but so I could, I, I mean, I don't know who young's taking pot shots at with those comments, but if he's a guy you're bringing on at the 60th minute when the game's, out of your hands, what's even the point? Why even bring him on? Well, I, I, 
I'm glad you brought up Diamante because it was something I noticed when he did come on was that he was giving uh, verbals to more than a few players and yeah. giving them directions. And I saw Kilkenny doing something similar in the first half, pointing at players, saying, there, I want you there. They seemed really disconnected. And Diamante was beside himself with yeah. how frustrated he was. Um, that It's not good signs for a, a team that's, you know, putting that out and can't even kind of string together where to be to receive a pass. Yeah, uh, it's tough, and I, d- I don't know what they're going to do about it because, like I say, I don't look at their squad and see much you can change. You're, you're structured around some quality players, but they're old players. They're not they're not bringing pace, so you're gonna have you're gonna have to do something. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Another thing that Diamante is good at is absolutely walloping Jan Sass off the ball as well in frustration. Oh yes, that was quite the kick yeah. out, wasn't it? Oh, I mean. You get done by a sidestep and just, you kind of, he's left the, not just left the boot out, but he's left the boot out mid-thigh. Yeah. I love the angle we saw this at first time round because it really looked like Sass was selling the worst dive you've ever seen in your life. And then you see the other angle, you're like, oh no, you got, you got, you got kicked. That first angle, it just looks like he hops in the air and he's getting a card for diving, surely. It's it's very. I think it's a very orange card, eh? Like I think it's nowhere near the ball. He's not trying to play yeah. the ball. Like God, it must be getting close to violent conduct. Surely. I I would love to see more cards given for violent conduct for that for for distance off the ball because you just don't see them happen that often. They usually still don't actually write them down as violent conduct, even when they do give those those red cards for incredibly late tackles because I agree with you I think if it's that far away from the ball it is violent conduct but it's very rare a challenge with the foot gets given as violent conduct yeah I think it was almost surprised everyone including maybe the ref that you know you you see that foot kind of if someone steps someone and they just leave a boot and you know that's not uncommon but it it's invariably you know shin pad level below the knee it's just kind of a tap across the ankle or whatever. But as you say, Dave, this was this Diamante's an old man. It would take him a bit of effort to get his boot up that high. Yeah, but I think it would be a different precedent to what we normally see in the league. So I, I wasn't surprised, but I, I, yeah, broadly would love to see football give more of those cards because I think it should. Agreed. Dale, you were about to say something. Oh, yeah, I was saying, normally when you get sighted like that, you kind of just drag them back, right? You just put a bit of a tug on the shoulder, stop them getting away, and you get a card for breaking up, you know, uh, a promising attack. But, yeah, like, just maybe didn't quite have enough force, but it was just so high that you can't... It seems quite obvious it's, you know, deliberate lash out in frustration, you know, like... Anyway. Given, Given the stuff the VAR drags the refs over to the side to look at, for red cards, I yeah, you know, we look back at the the one that Rufa got that there was just nothing in and stuff like that. These ones feel more to me like, hey, do you want to actually see where he where he actually kicked him? Kind of call over from the VAR because live, I don't know that you see how high this is. No, no, I, I, it's one of those things where if if I had done something that stupid, I would have been basically falling on the ground grabbing my calf and saying, oh, I cramped up as I went to go and tackle him or something. You'd be trying to sell something for it. It was 
Yeah. Um, I, uh, one of the things that Aloisi is, I think, going to be struggling with is that commentators mentioned that uh, even one of their play, one of their players is going off to junior soccer who's duty as well. Um, so that's probably not going to help. Um, I was surprised that Connor Payne didn't get a bit more of a run out for them. Um, he's someone that's, uh, he's got a lot of short man energy about him. Um, really doesn't mind getting about and getting stuck in and, and running hard and fast. Uh, the, if, you know, if you're struggling with to get the ball forward, I would have thought he'd be the guy that you could bring on. But I can't remember when yeah. they brought him on, but it's very late. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen a lot of games because, by God, that would put me to sleep. But, yeah, it feels like he's been a bit out of favour. But, yeah, like I said before, like if you get in those games, you, you try to set up as, you know, on a counter-attack, and he's probably one of those guys that can do it quite well. And I'm pretty sure he scored few goals against us in that fashion uh, over the years as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, let's face it, if, if um, we have an ability to play average strikers into form, and he would certainly qualify. Um, shall we look forward to the uh, the next game? Well, I, I just want to say I hope that the next game, Dale brings the energy that the uh, Western United guy on the megaphone was bringing. I want to see a bit of that in the fever zone. Just one man screaming into the void. It was amazing. Well, to be honest, it's going to be a good effort for uh, Dale to be bringing the megaphone to a Mariners uh, home game. But, you know, I think you've got the voice for it. I I reckon he can do it. Yeah. Yeah, he he was certainly um, giving more effort than some of the players on the field. That's for sure. Yeah. not the best originality, but good on him for having a crack, eh? Uh, as I've just mentioned, uh, the next game is against the Mariners uh, Friday the 24th uh, at the New Zealand time of 9.45. Again, um, God, I'm getting sick of these times. Um, I'm an old man as well, and it, it, it's a struggle. Uh, but the Mariners now sitting, uh, I think, third... No, still sitting second, but equal second with Adelaide. We've got a good chance here, haven't we, guys? Yeah, I mean, we, we tend to perform better against better sides. We've done well against Mariners to date. I mean, after all the, despite the, the last, uh, maybe the three rounds before last weekend, we're still only three points off second, which I guess you guys show how many points have been picked off each other. But, you know, Central Coast aren't exactly in stellar form. You know, they drew last week against Perth. And they've only had one win in the last, I think, five or so. Correct. Against Brisbane. Brisbane, who haven't won themselves in seven or something. So definitely got a chance. Um, it depends, I guess, what's what team have, um, turns up on the day. Mm. Uh, one of those five games was the 2-1 loss to uh, the Knicks as well. Dave, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've looked very competitive against the Mariners in our fixtures against them so um, despite their position on the table I think we're always a chance against them um, but that said it really as Dale said depends which Phoenix side shows up because we I mean much as much as we just came off a 3-0 win I don't know that that tells us much about our form I think for mine that was more about the Western United losing that game than us winning it well um, obviously we did what needed to be done and good but it wasn't a, wasn't a result that gives me confidence that we've turned around the bad run we were on. Um, so I, I hope we have, but I think realistically, if I'm if I'm Ufi, 
um, the boys are still getting a G up at training that we need more out of them and that, you know, there's more work to be done. You know, we, we can't rest in our laurels out of that one because while it's good, it was only the beginning of, of the turnaround that needs to happen. Mm. Um, we will be up against uh, former Knicks alum uh, James McGarry, who uh, after his wee swap uh, with Moragas uh, going to the Jets, he's now in January moved across to uh, the Mariners as their left back. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel you're probably right, Dave and Dale, actually. It, it feels like we've got a good history against them, but you know what is what's the saying? One swallow does not a summer make, um, especially when someone's lobbing the swallow over your your fence rather than it actually flying over. Um, that rolled off the tongue. That did. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that one before. Well, yeah, you haven't had the neighbours I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does feel winnable, but we're going to have to get that, that our defensive uh, frailties tightened up. I. Um, does Wooten coming back, uh, even though he's only got two minutes, I think, at the end, does that fill you guys with confidence? Do you think he's got 90 minutes in him? No. I, su- I assume Payne's going to play right back, right? That would be my guess. Yeah, I think you start you start Wooten, and if he's tiring after 20, then um, and depending on what the, the game is going like, you, you either swap him out for Boxall or you... Slot box or next to him as a as a back three centre backs depending on if you're ahead or not. But can't really say, I'd be very surprised if Boxall starts straight uh, without getting any minutes at all. But like as much as there's a fan club wanting him to start every week, is um, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a step up from where he's played in the past leagues. So um, people expecting him to go straight into the starting lineup. I think are a bit. Yeah, I, I I think I think that. We know Wooten's got the quality about him. Whether he's got a full ninety in him is another thing. Um, I was just thinking back to uh, Ufi has in the past. I think he played Sutton over on that right hand side once or twice, didn't he? He did something weird with um, playing a fullback out of position in the past, and I'm yeah. concerned that he might roll those dice again. But uh, for mine, yeah, Payne would be the guy I'd be slotting across. Just leaves us a bit short uh, as far as um, uh, when Wooten's legs start to get a bit wobbly. Yeah, I think if Wooten wasn't on the bench last weekend, then maybe Sutton plays right back. Um, but but given he's there, surely he's fit enough to, to start. Um, you know, Tracy said he did see him out running, so he must be doing some fitness before he came back anyway, so... Um, yeah. I'm assuming that we don't see any uh, changes at all. And um, Costa, uh, how far away is he? Uh, they said it was a grade one hamstring tear. I can't remember if it's grade one, the, the lesser of the evils. Is it grade like five? It's the worst. I thought so. I thought one was the the yeah least that's my severe as well. Yeah, don't know. I mean, it's Tuesday. They don't usually put out the squads until Thursday, but uh, I suspect maybe a couple more weeks, maybe. I think based on the way we're working up front anyway, even if even if Costa's ready, he's not slotting straight back in. He's going to have to work yeah. his way back in. Oh, uh, well, you wouldn't be putting him in for Sass at the moment, surely? No, 
I think. So I, I think the only change we're likely to see in terms of a starting lineup is whatever you're rearranging the back line to look like. And Wooten seems the most obvious choice. I think you'll start him and see how he goes. Um, you know, I don't think he has 90 minutes in the league, but that doesn't mean we won't see him play 90. Um, you know, you might you might just need him to grip through. Uh, any predictions for this game, guys? There'll be goals. <laughs> a few of them. Um, our, our history against the Mariners suggests we'll both score and who comes out on top is really a crapshoot. I predict that Caltech will do one amazing slide tackle. The commentators will faff over it for the next 20 minutes despite ignoring the fact that he'll, be, he'll cost his own team a goal at some stage. But that's standard for a, um, an oh. A-League centre-back, isn't it? I suppose. <laughs> I think you're doing him a disservice. I think he nicely fits into the, the up-and-down centre-back. I mean, we've just seen Leo Lacroix. Uh, <laughs> remember what his season started like? Was it three own goals in a row or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably agreeing with you guys. There's definitely goals, and I'm I'm not convinced that our defensive uh, qualities are up to snuff at the moment, despite the clean sheet uh, and a reasonable quality performance from Sale uh, when it matters. Uh, when it doesn't seem to matter, with one exception, it's been he's been doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I I still feel like. We're missing Lewis there. Someone, someone with a yeah. a good direct passing game. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk the uh, Wahenix. They're back after their bye. They will be playing Sydney. Boy, oh boy, it doesn't get any easier for them, does it? Uh, no. Although Sydney did lose to Canberra uh, the week before the international break, so I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. That is not so flash. Uh, that. Game, uh, he says, trying to buy time while he looks it up. Dale, do you know when it is? 11 a.m. on Sunday. 11 a.m. That 1 p.m., isn't it? The thing I'm looking at says 11 a.m., but that could be doing some weird time conversions. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got 1 p.m. Okay. 1 p.m. on, on Sunday. Top stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of ring of dirt, uh, so uh, we've seen a few of the um, Wahenix women on display f- uh, wearing a white jersey for a little bit, but not uh, in the yellow and black for a while. Um, what are we hoping from this game? What do you want to see them playing? I'm going to start with you, Dave, because you're yawning. I didn't even hear the question because I was yawning. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what are you hoping that the, the women are going to try and do for this game against Sydney? realistically we we just need to start playing with a bit more composure i think uh it's the thing i've been saying for a while when we when we're actually getting the foot on the ball and looking like we're trying to play football we've looked decent um but we get we get dragged into this kind of just absolutely scrambling defense and it it feeds into a scrambling attack as well um we lose a bit of our structure and we just we just start trying to get the ball anywhere and hoping um, but when we when we actually play with some structure, we look decent. Um, so even even if we're going to go down by a bunch of goals, which sadly is the way the season might go in quite a few of those games, I would I would rather see us play with structure and go down than scramble and still go down by a bunch. Um, you know, there's a there's a time and a place for scrambling, and it's in gritty one all draws. Um, it's not in five nil drubbings. Um, 
but that's just me. What about you, Dale? It's probably not a bad time to play a, a team you know, who's decent in the league coming off a, a break. Um, yeah, it might work in, in your favour if, if they're a bit rusty. Really hard to know. I haven't really seen Sydney play, play that much this season, but um, I'm interested to see whether they cope with the, the travel over to New Zealand because that would be their first time travelling over here um, as well. So whether that's a bit of a factor. Um, but hopefully Auckland all can get out um, provide a little bit of a bit of an atmosphere up there, even if it's a diamond-shaped stadium at the moment. <laughs> um, do we know uh, who's, can we remember, who's available and not available? I, uh, from what I remember, Grace Wisniewski's made herself available. Uh, what about some of the other players who um, are playing for the Football Ferns? Uh, well, Kate Taylor will be back from suspension. I assume Lily's still injured. Yeah, so I think we've... I don't know if Alyssa Winham's... I think she was back training last week, I think, maybe. So whether she's in she, reckoning as well. Well, she's been off for a long, long time. You would expect that at best she'd be on the bench, surely? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so I guess Betsy Hassett should be back, I think. Yeah, um, so I think a reasonably, reasonably close to full strength side. What I would love from this is the self-confidence and the just the belief when they're going forward to actually um, trust themselves. I, that left side for mine is a bit of a strength with Foster and Clegg when they get moving that ball forward. So I'd really like them to try and get uh, defenders isolated and get get a bit of a run at them and, and yeah. if they are pushed out wide, you know, um, having Foster actually getting that ball whipped back, maybe dropping it back to the spot or something. Just get shots on Cole to get their, you know, get their tails up a bit. Just it feels like that they only chance it when they're down and it's too late. I just want to see them having a bit of a crack earlier on. Um, that is my hope, uh, but it will be good to see uh, Kate Taylor back. I think she is uh, not in the best of form, but we know that she's a quality player and hopefully she can get a bit of uh, defensive um, rigour back there uh, and keep those um, keep those Sydney attackers at bay. Um, any final thoughts and comments before we move on for the evening, gents? Have you heard about chemtrails before? I've been reading about these, these things on the internet this week. Chemtrails, yep. Where, where have you been reading about those, Dale? Dare we ask? You've been on Facebook again, have you? I'll send you some links. Reading Maureen Pugh's blog or something. <laughs> oh, it just seems interesting, doesn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> Along with man-made climate change. Oh, questions must be asked, Dale. Questions about football only on this pod. Thank you. I'm going to leave it there because Dale's absolutely ruined me for the ending of this. Uh, looking at his face where he's... That's yeah. good. Yep. Drawing in the listeners. Yep. Right. We'll leave it there. Um, uh, thanks, gents, for the chat. Thanks for laughing yourself silly. So I've got to do this outro all by myself. Uh, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.